When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Bucks and Six podcast. My name is Steven Dorf and I'm here with my co-host Hershey Winkleman. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bucks and Six FFSN for updates, news, and more. On today's show, we want to recap game one and talk about the outlook of the Bucks Heat series. I think this game can be breaking down or broken down into a couple of ways. Hirsch, how did you feel about game one? Yeah, you know, I mean it was a t- it was a really tough, tough game one to watch as a fan. Um I know we're all pretty nervous about the Giannis injury, just seeing whether he's going to come back or not. But, you know, Bucks lost 130 to 117. Um, Miami was able to shoot insanely high percentage from three. Um, and then they shot 59.5% from the field. So they, 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 they were hitting all of their shots. And like I said in the in the previous show, I mean, I, I definitely was scared of the Heat going into this series. Um, as a 1-8 matchup, I think they were the more dangerous 8 seed uh, between them and the Timberwolves. And, you know, I, I, I said I think the Heat could, you know, take this 6, maybe even 7, and winning game 1 was a start for them. So... I'm going to stay with my original take uh, that... The Bucs are going to take this in four or five. I know obviously not four anymore after game one, but I still think we can gentlemen sweep these guys. I mean, when you really break down like everything, we lost that game by 13 and we were really in it for the entire game. I mean, we were in it. We were what down six to eight. Most of the time we brought it to within two. Um, We didn't have Giannis. Yes. The heat didn't have Tyler hero, which is also a very, very big loss for them. But um. We we literally shot 24% from the three on 45 attempts, and we lost by 13 is my thing. And that's to me, that to me is honestly promising going into the future of these games. I mean, you have guys like Chris Middleton giving you 33-9-4 on 60% from the field, and nobody else basically could do anything outside of Bobby Portis, who was actually phenomenal from inside the paint. He was nine of ten. Um, on shots inside the arc and 0 for 5 on 3. So, I mean, we just need our guys to hit threes at the end of the day. Or or if we're not going to make them, if we're not going to make them, how about don't shoot them? <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned on the last show that, you know, that Max Struess would not be able to, you know, put up the huge scoring clip. And if, and if he did, you know, the Heat would have a good chance. And in that first game, you know, the Heat were able to shoot basically their way into, like to the win. Um, they outshot the Bucks, and you know from three, that's where they were really killer. And Max Struess had a lot to do with that. Um, you know what? What do you what do you think about the the Heat shooting and how how the Bucks are able to stop that? You know, going forward. Well, I'll put it this way: every single player that played for the Heat that game shot fifty percent from the field or better. Not as a team, every individual that played shot fifty percent or better. That that is like almost unheard of, right? I mean. We're not going to expect them to do that every game. I mean, maybe a couple players shoot 50% or better, but 
it's not going to be every single player. I mean, Kevin Love was lighting us up from beyond the arc. Gabe Vincent hit a couple threes. I mean, it was everyone. It, it wasn't just one player. And I, I just, I don't see that. I don't see that having any sustainability. So you don't think it had anything to do with the way we were defending them? It just, they were just hitting all of their shots? Well, of course we could have defended them better. I'm not going to deny that. I mean, I don't think our defense was like this, this awful. I mean, I don't think it was awful. I mean, I just think when you're on, you're on and you can only do so much. Like Jimmy Butler was hitting every single contested shot that he took over a seven foot tall Brooke Lopez. Like, I don't really know what else you can really do in that case besides hope he misses. I mean, it was just one of those nights where Jimmy Butler was playoff Jimmy Butler. So, so looking forward, you're, you're, you're predicting the Bucks win the next, the next four is what you're saying. Yes, I, I, I think the Bucks can win the next four. So, so looking back at that first game, who, in your opinion on the Bucks played really well and who do you think needs to improve? Like if the Bucks, you know, want to win the next four, like you're saying. Well, first thing we need Giannis to be healthy. I mean, that that's the first thing. I mean, he he's got he's got to come back, and I mean, we're all praying for him. We're really really hoping he can be healthy, and that you know his health is obviously the most important thing. But that fall he took was really ugly, and I I did not like that he came back out and was in so much pain that he had to go back to the locker room. That made me so uncomfortable. My heart dropped. Just not a fun day. But if Giannis is back, I see no reason why we don't beat them in the next four. I don't think they shoot 60% from the field again. I don't think they shoot 60% from three again. I think Drew Holiday is going to be more efficient from now on. I mean, he he did have 16 assists for the Bucks, but shot 33% on 18 shots. So he's got to play better for sure. Um, all the concerns about Chris that I had are gone. I mean, he looked like prime Chris Middleton, right? I mean, he was hitting his mid range. He was getting to his spots in the mid range. He was hitting them. He was hitting contested threes. He was making some tough layups. I mean, he he was even passing the ball pretty well. He did have five turnovers though. That definitely needs to limit the turnovers. Definitely. Um, let's say let's say you know the the Bucks medical staff decides that Giannis is good to go, but you know there might be a minutes restriction or he might not be a hundred percent. That that's, you know, kind of what I'm scared of going forward is, you know, Giannis could maybe re-injure himself or, you know, the Bucks, the Bucks have, have uh, a 50%, 60% Giannis or, a, or a 20-minute Giannis and that hinders the play of the, of the Bucks and, you know, makes the Heat play a little bit better because Giannis is so good defensively. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll put it this way. I mean, having 20 minutes of Giannis or 60% uh, 60% of Giannis, as you said, would be better than having no Giannis, at least to me. I mean, the Bucks went 11-8 and eight in the regular season without Giannis, which isn't horrible, obviously, but it's not a championship-level team. So I think any form of Giannis that we can get, whether it be on a minute restriction or if even if he's a little hobbled out there, I mean, we, we need the guy out there. He's our MVP. He's the best player in the league to me. We we need him if we're going to make a run this year. Definitely. Um, looking at Bobby Bobby Portis was definitely a guy who stood out to me personally watching the game. Um, you know he was he's over five from three, which is not something we normally see out of Bobby. And I know he's talked on other podcasts like the JJ Redick podcast about how he you know he needs to be a better shooter this year, and he hasn't shot the ball the ball particularly well. Uh, throughout mm-hmm. the season, but he did shoot nine for 10 on shots inside of the arc 
Um, we know Bobby's got a good floater in the in the mid range. You know, he's got a great turnaround jumper. Uh, his, his mid range jump shot just is fantastic. And yeah, I think Bobby will get to his spots. I think we're gonna need Bobby Portis to you know give us you know 15, 20 plus. And I mean, there's a reason that he was third or uh, top three candidate for six man of the year. Um, I think he had one of like the records for double doubles off the bench um, in a season. So Bobby Portis can really bring it and we're going to need him to, if we want to have a really, really deep playoff run and maybe make it to the finals or win it. No, agreed for sure. For sure. I mean, we're also going to need guys like Jay Crowder to step up. We're going to need guys like Javon Carter to step up. There was one play that Javon Carter had that just really rubbed me the wrong way. I think we got like a steal or something and it was a two-on-one fast break. Javon Carter and someone else on the box were streaking up court. And Javon Carter pulls up for three-inch transition on a two-on-one. And I, and he missed it. I Even if he made it, that's a that's a dumb shot to me. I you, When you're down that much, you need those free buckets. That was a free bucket. I, I think the team, again, and on a night where you're shooting uh, 24% from three, which was like one of the worst three-point uh, three shooting percent, or, uh, performances we've had all year, you can't do that. You you can't do that. Well, one Move, thing, one slow thing. it down, or at least take the fast break two pointer. I mean, just do it. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. There could have been a better shot, but one thing I will say about Javon Carter is throughout the year on those pull up wide open transition threes, he has shot like fifty percent. So I mean, I agree with you. There might have been a better shot there, but I still trust Javon in that kind of situation. Um, maybe not down fifteen or whatever the the score was at that point, but. In transition, Javon Carter has shown he can hit those type of threes. Oh, for sure. I mean, if it's like an even, like a two-on-two transition type of play, sure, why not go for it? But when you have two-on-one, I mean, he had a free lob. He had a free, easy pass to the uh, for a layup. I mean, there's so many other better shots. I mean, you know, the Sang passed up a good shot for a great shot. First off, that was like an eh shot, and he passed up a great shot. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, we got to look for better shots. I mean, the shot selection is always a problem in the NBA, uh, no matter what team it is. And I definitely think the Bucs can look for better shots, especially inside the arc and going to the rim. Because I think I don't think the Heat have the size to contend with us in the front court. Yeah, that's that's what I didn't get. I really didn't get that, actually. Why why were we shooting 45 threes when we were so efficient from inside the arc? Like We, we were getting everything we wanted in the paint, basically. And we were shooting half of our shots for threes. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. We made 11 three-pointers. Yeah, and I mean, I and one thing I've seen a lot on like social media, Twitter and all that stuff is people were advocating a lot for um, more Brooke Lopez paint touches. Um, we saw Brooke take a lot of, you know, step back threes, open catch and shoot threes. And we know Brooke can hit those at a high percentage. And, you know, he's turned his career around by being able to hit the three consistently but you know we all can remember or at least those of us that are old enough can remember when brooke lopez was putting up 20 a game on the nets and you know he is their uh franchise leading scorer and all of that was done basically in the low post with a fantastic post move package that brooke lopez does have and continues to still have and you know we've seen it last year in the playoffs against the hawks brooke lopez dropped 30 points and most of that was in the paint using his, you know, his throwback vintage Brooke Lopez moves. And I think in a series against a team where their their biggest guy is Bam Adebayo and they're like playing 
in their playing rotation. I think, you know, I think Brooke Lopez should be able to eat down there, especially if Giannis is, is not playing or not on the court or, you know, resting or any of those things. No, exactly. Like you said, when Giannis isn't playing, right? So the whole reason Brooke would play on the perimeter is to give Giannis room in the paint to operate, correct? So why why when Giannis is out, why does Brooke still not get those paint touches? Why is he not forced, getting it in the paint and forcing it down the team's throat? I mean, Bam Adebayo is, what, three, four inches shorter than Brooke Lopez, and Brooke is so much, like, bigger than him? It, it, it's, it's barbecue chicken when he gets it in the paint on Bam Adebayo. And, yeah, he only shot – what, how many times did he shoot? Eight times, seven times that game? Yeah, and I think a lot of them were game. And three of them were threes. Like, he's got he's got to be more – he's got to do more on offense for sure, especially if Giannis isn't going to be there. I agree. Um, Looking at looking at uh, Drew, who we all kind of came into the playoffs looking at as our, you know, our second best guy. He was an all-star this year. He's in conversations for, um, you know – all NBA teams and being one of the best defensive on ball guards in the league. Um, you know, he had 16 assists, but he took 18 shots, 33% from the field. Um, only 16 points to go along with those 16 assists. Um, what, what do we think with that, uh, performance overall and what do we want to see out of Drew going forward? Yeah. I mean, 16 points on 18 shots is, is there's no, I mean, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. There's no other way to put it. Um, the 16 assists were, I mean, he was facilitating. I mean, that's what he does. He's our point guard. Um, and I actually thought his defense was pretty good. I mean, again, Jimmy Butler, when he was on Jimmy Butler, the guy was just on one that game. He he was not missing. He was getting to his spots and just just bullying his way to the hoop. I mean, there was there was you couldn't put the best defender in the world on him and and have anything deal with it. Like he Jimmy Butler was gonna have that game. Um as for the other players on the Heat, I don't think they shoot like that again. But uh, Drew Holiday, I think, just needs to be more efficient at the end of the day. If you're not on, don't shoot 18 times. Again, it's tough when Giannis isn't there because he does need to shoot that many times. Why is Brooke only taking seven shots then, right? I think yeah. we need to spread the ball, get the ball to our hot hands. I mean, Joe Ingles was pretty dang good. He shot – he made three three-pointers for us, three of seven. Um, why not get him a little bit more involved in the offense? Yeah, I mean, and we saw what Chris was doing last night offensively. I mean, and if even if Drew Holiday takes instead of eighteen shots, he takes you know sixteen or fourteen, and Chris gets a couple extra, you know, maybe the game script looks a little different. Mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. I mean, Chris should have probably shot more than twenty shots last uh, in the last game. He only missed eight times. Yeah, I mean, he really only missed his three pointers again. Chris was getting everything he wanted in the arc too. I mean. We just couldn't make a three-pointer at the end of the day. And I think when it comes down to it, that's what lost us this game. I think if we shot, if we had shot like 32% from three, we would have won that game. Well, again, I think at this point in the NBA, like this era of the NBA, the modern era, like, I mean, you don't, you need like three-point shooting is the name of the game. And if we're not going to have, if we're not going to hit our three-pointers, like in the other team is, it's just, it's just a recipe for a loss especially when we are bigger than them. We can get what we want in the paint. It, it should have been the other way around. We shouldn't have been getting uh, dominated in the paint like that. We should have been dominating in the paint. It, it just doesn't, it didn't make sense to me. And that, that was definitely frustrating. But again, you have to consider the Bucks had a cut, like what, almost two weeks of rest in the heat, you know, coming off of two really intense playoff-like games um, where it seemed like they got a little bit better in each game. 
they clearly have gotten better in each game. Um, so I think, you know, maybe hopefully this game was just kind of that, like get back into the, get back into the uh, mindset game for the bucks. Right. So I think they come back with four strong games as long as Giannis is healthy. I mean, really praying that he's able to come back for us and do what he does best. Well, and I mean, we can't forget to mention that, you know, the Bucks do have somewhat of a history in losing game ones um, and also losing afternoon games. Uh, the Bucks are known to not perform as well as they should in those type of games. And I think we can, you know, having a Wednesday night game, I think we can look for a more rejuvenated offensive performance. For sure. For sure, man. I completely agree. All right, so looking forward in the series, the Bucks. you know, we lost home court, lost game one. Uh, we're going to have to win at least one in Miami if we want to win the series. Um, what what do we think going forward? Uh, I know you predicted that we win the next four games. Is there anything on the Heat that, you know, can that scares you? Um. I mean, yeah, they, they're they a tough team. The Heat are a tough team. They're, they have a great coach. Eric Spolster is like a Hall of Fame coach. I mean, he's one of the best to ever do it. Um, they've, they've got Jimmy Butler. I mean, we know what Jimmy Butler is capable of in the playoffs, especially after yesterday. Um, the other thing is we have played the Heat so many times over the past couple of years, right, that, you know, we have this – We both of these teams are so familiar with each other, especially in the postseason. So – it's always going to be tough. It's always going to be tough against them. And they know us very well, just like we know them very well. Um. So, yeah, that's probably my biggest concern looking forward is that it's just the familiarity. Um, it's, it's a little scary, a little concerning. But, again, I just think on paper our team is just so much more talented, uh, especially now that Hero is for sure not coming back for the rest of this series um, with a broken hand. That's their best shooter. They're one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA, the fourth worst three-point shooting team in the NBA, to be exact. Um, I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Not without Tyler Hero, and especially if Giannis can come back for at least game three. Um, hoping he's back for game two. I, 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 yeah, I think that was probably the game for the Heat to win, and they won it. Good for them but they're not going to play like that again. I, I can almost guarantee they don't shoot like that again. Well, and I, I think we definitely need to dive into the injuries a little bit more because I think these injuries are kind of the story of the series at this point um, with Giannis going out with a back contusion. And then, like you said, Hero broke his hand. Um, in my opinion, from my eye test, looking at and looking at the stats, Tyler Hero is normally the Heat's second uh, highest score. They look for him to be one of the main creators of their offense. And when Jimmy Butler's not on the floor, he's one of their main ball handlers. Um, and I think he, you know, he's a huge loss for them. I think they would have needed him if they wanted to beat us. And I think they need his shooting. I think they need his ball handling. I think they need his quickness. And I think without Tyler hero, I, I, I don't, I don't know if the heat stand a chance. Um, I think, all that hinges on if Giannis plays or not. Um, I don't know if the Bucs can get past the Heat if without Giannis in the rest of the series, but if Giannis does come back at full strength and, you know, is the MVP like he always is, I mean, I there's not many teams in the NBA that stack up against this Bucs team. For sure. I mean, and I forgot who was saying this, but uh, 
someone on TV uh, during the game was like, you don't have, you don't get the best record in the NBA by not winning away games. The Bucs can win away games. They're capable of it. They're going to, they're, they've won a lot of away games this year. So I'm not too concerned about winning in Miami. I guess, yeah, the main concern is for sure. Can Giannis play for us? That That is definitely the number one concern. Yeah. I mean, I think, like again, like he he's the heartbeat of the team, and we can talk all we want about you know Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and Brooke and Bobby, and you know they're all great role players who do a great job. And maybe Chris and Drew are a bit of, are a bit more than role players at this point, but Giannis really is the, like the Milwaukee Bucks, and like we can't win a championship without him being at full strength. And I um, mean, you know, a back contusion can be serious. You know, he took a hard fall. We don't know how that's going to heal if he's going to be in uh, like prolonged pain or anything. And, you know, he could tweak it again and be out for even longer periods. You know, that's a, that's a scary injury to have going on. So, I mean, I'm not, not excited for that. And I, I hope he can come back and be fully healthy again. Yeah, for sure. Again, I mean, I, I, I personally think as long as he's out there to some capacity, we, we need him out there uh, 50%, 90%, 80%, whatever it is, we need him out there. And I think that gives us a shot at it. His presence is, it just does so much for the team. It changes the team. Uh, and yeah, without him, it's, it's could get pretty ugly, pretty fast. Um, the thing I wanted to bring up is, uh, do you think the Bucks can recover from, uh, you know, that shooting night where we shot 45 threes and made 11? Do you think that they're going to be able to figure it out and get maybe a heat light game where they can shoot 60%? Do you think we can find a little consistency maybe? Well, I mean, the Bucks slogan the past couple of years with Budenholzer has been let it fly. So I, I don't think the Bucks are ever going to shy away from, you know, pulling the three. But I do I do think that, you know, if the Bucks decide to uh, pound it inside a little bit more at the beginning of the game and throughout the game and don't get away from that and don't settle for jumpers, that I think that inside game could open up the outside game. Like, I think that if, like, Brooke Lopez is getting his post touches and Giannis is driving to the rim and kicking and Drew Lope, or, uh, Drew, Drew Holiday is driving in, uh, collapsing the defense, kicking out to Middleton and Allen and Wes, like, I think like I think we could have, you know, like, a huge shooting night, and I think the, the shooting numbers could go up with more, with, honestly, more interior presence. For sure, yeah. I mean, we were getting open looks, I felt like, all game at the three. Yeah, there were some definite – there were some uh... – you know, iffy shots for sure, but we were just missing them. I mean, just straight up missing three point open three pointers. And I, yeah, I just, I don't think it happens again. I don't think we shoot 11 for 45 again from three. I don't think we shoot anywhere near that bad, at least in this series. Um, I remember last year against the Celtics, we had a couple of games where we just could not make a shot and it really hurts us when that's our whole game or that's our whole motto on offense is to shoot the three like that. We're going to have to be better from three for sure. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think, again, like this, the series, you know, looking forward, it comes down to, you know, Giannis's health and whether the Buck supporting cast can come up big like we need, like, like we know they can and we need them to. Um, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see how these other series shake out around the league. Um, we've had some interesting couple of nights, some good storylines, and – no, can't wait to get back at it. Um, oh, these playoffs have been awesome so far. A lot of excitement already. Yeah, make sure you guys give us a like, subscribe, download, 
And uh, make sure to follow our Twitter at Bucks and Six FFSN for even more Bucks content all throughout the year.